Are you seeking more energy, inspiration, wisdom? If so, you're not alone. Each episode is a glimpse into the live discussions we're creating at TogetherWeSeek.online. I'm JJ Geronimo, a lightworker and curious soul, interviewing some amazing practitioners and lightworkers to explore inspiration and ancient wisdom with the goal of illuminating our knowing, brightening our path, and further manifesting our work. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be back here with you. Another season of Together We Seek and is becoming even more clear to me on why we get together. I think for many of us, we are in a transition or we're thinking about transition or we're dabbling in new energy practices or even attending a retreat. And so I'm really excited to have Mariah Brown with me today. She is working on so many of the things that many of you have started or are dabbling into or even leaning into. Mariah is somebody that has crossed my path with my new book, Seeking, and I'm super excited to really talk to her today about how she helps with the transition, how she takes women through a path that you know a lot of women are experiencing that's exhaustion and overworked, and she moves them to energized. And I think she does this in so many amazing ways. So Mariah, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was fun to interview you on my podcast. Yes, it's so great. The work that we're doing, I really believe that we are shifting and being part of the shift for the rays of the feminine. We see so many things happening around us where women are pushing through that self-doubt and pushing through that voice within that may be saying, not now, not ever, you're not ready. And I think this is just an amazing topic to start with. Mm -hmm. And uh, for many of us, I think we are thinking about changing a chapter. Maybe we're in a chapter and we're finishing it up to start that new chapter. I know once the holiday weekend was over, I was driving back from my lake house and I was like, all right, this is a new chapter. I don't know if it had to do with the blue moon or what was happening, but I really felt like my whole being was like just ready for the next. And so I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. It's going to be fun to see where we take it. Right. And that's why I love not having a script. I think it's just fantastic. So before we really dive into midwifing the next chapter for you, the listener, can we start with what is midwifing? We hear it so associated with childbirth, but I think it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. So I am a midwife in the traditional term, meaning um, from, I actually haven't, well, I haven't attended a birth in six years, so I'm not doing obstetrics anymore, but for 23 years, 22 years, I attended births um, all around the world as a doula and as a midwife. And so when I think about what I did there, I'm holding the container. I'm holding the space for a woman, a couple, a family to rise into their their highest, to drop into deep surrender and trust, to be aware of where are we making decisions from fear and where can we instead lead with love. Mm. And so that was my life. And, and I, I did my CNM training at Yale, finished there in 2007. And then I was running the women's health in lots of different spaces while still always 
you know, I'd have hospital privileges up in Waimea on the big island of Hawaii and running the women's health down at the federally funded clinic and sometimes being the doula at some home births and just it it feeds me. I think I look back at my childhood. I was the one that would stay up for the puppies and the kittens to be born. It's really been within me for a long time. And so then it transitioned for me where six years ago, I didn't want to be on call all the time. I felt called to quote unquote midwife ambitious women in different ways, not necessarily through obstetrics, but instead through chapters of change, whether it's perimenopause to menopause or it's uh, transitions into a new way of being, a new fierceness, a new form of, I want my relationship to look this other way. I want to look myself in the mirror a different way. And what I realize is I'm still midwifing them. I'm still there holding the container, so to speak, for their utmost highest, for the desires that they are longing for. I'm still supporting them in the journey of full surrender and trust and breath and finding the eye of the storm and finding their groundedness in the midst of really intense times and navigating the relationship dynamics and and the future that we're creating. It's all very relevant. Um, Same with hosting retreats. It's then holding the container for a group of women. And I'll never forget one of my favorite midwives that I trained with. She said, this is in a hospital setting. She said, I know my job's done when mom's healthy, baby's healthy, family is, is happy. And I walk out of the room and they don't remember my name. They don't remember who I am. And I thought, huh, really? Like, I also love having intimate relationships with the couples that I've supported. But what I heard her saying is, it's not about me. It's about them finding their desire, their path, their empowerment, their new chapter, new version. And I'm just simply there to hold the space to know and remind them that they're safe and they're okay. And there's that source of, you know, I'm watching heart tones and checking your blood pressure. Everything's okay so that they can surrender. And so now I do it all online with ambitious individuals that are wanting to feel spectacular. And they're the game changers and the legacy builders and the trailblazers that are wanting to do it without burnout and still being in their divine feminine and being in that more pull energy versus push. And they're just looking for someone to be there to hold the space, the space for their health and their well-being, their sensuality, their surrender, their trust, their worthiness, their relationship dynamics, all of that. It's still midwifing. I love that. I love that. And I feel like in so many ways, so many of the listeners are midwifing something, right? They're helping somebody through something. And it could be just a 60-minute session that leads to something else. You know, I think your work is very encompassing. And I think for many of us, we try to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wish that we didn't. Mm. Um, Of course, we're fierce. Of course, we're capable. Of course, we can wear all the hats and take on all of the things. I don't think it's what serves us, not evolutionarily, not cellularly, not in our innate being. We're 
community beings, communal beings. And I think part of the energy of the feminine is a receivership. And that means being able to raise our hand and say, I'd love to receive some support here. I want to take this hat off. And so at least in my world, that usually the first doorway is health. They're, they're sick and tired of going and seeing another doctor, another provider, and being told, oh, it's just part of aging or everything's normal. Your labs look fine. Here's another prescription. And they're saying, I don't want that. And I don't feel normal. I don't recognize myself. I really want to look underneath the hood, but they feel the dismayed at the medical system because I think it's, it's wronging people in a lot of ways. And so they come to me so we can look at their well-being foundationally. And I order the functional tests and we're looking at hormones and adrenals. And, and then there's just more and more doorways that open up because once they're no longer exhausted, once mood is more stable, once confidence is coming up, their libido is back and going, they feel inspired by their days. It's amazing to see what other light bulbs turn on and what other doors are like, ah, let me open up that one. What's over there? Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your journey because I feel like for many listeners, they're on their own journey too. So they're holding the container, they're providing, but how, you know, how, how did you move from the corporate, right? In the organization on your own. And how did you, I think the biggest challenge for most of the people in the group is like figuring out like how to package, how to position, because I think for many of us, we get validity from being part of an organization or something bigger than ourselves. And it validates us a little bit more than on our own. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey for you? Yes. Um, So there's a couple chapters to it. The first is, yes, I was in Fortune 50. I had grown up in a family-owned business, undergrad in marketing, hired on with Procter & Gamble, worked for them for five years, thought I'd get my MBA. That was the route. And, you know, living between LA and Cincinnati. And my best friend from high school asked me to be at her birth. I said yes. And the birth changed my life. It was like I was home. But I had no idea what to do with it. Because I'm a corporate, I'm a businesswoman, you know, business suits and stilettos and And um, so I became a doula and I started volunteering on the weekends um, at UCLA Santa Monica and the Hollywood Birthing Center, but it was never enough. There was this calling, there was this pull that was undeniable. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up taking a vacation down to Peru and I hiked the Inca Trail. I did the four day hike. And along that journey, I met all these people that were traveling for months at a time, and they had lightness and joy and laughter and freedom. And it was on day three. I was laughing so hard, my stomach hurt. And then I couldn't even remember why I had started laughing. And I just went, I'm done. I cannot continue to deny what feels like a, like a soul calling. And so I went back and I, started taking night classes and took my GRE and quit my job and applied to grad schools and booked a one year around the world trip. And I just took the dive. It was completely illogical. But so often when we're in the corporate space, we're all in our masculine. It's logic. It's controlled. 
It's thinking versus where can we move into intuition and circular and feeling and flow. And I had to go, if I go another five, 10, who knows how many years and I look back and I've denied this, that's when ailment and illness and depression and anxiety and feeling unfulfilled will show up. And luckily, while I was traveling, I was accepted at Yale for their CNM program. And uh, I was actually in Ghana working with midwives there um, when I was accepted. And so this, but so then still, I was a, a healthcare provider. I worked for a federally funded clinic, a private practice, you know, more kind of clock in, clock out. Their patient, you know, they were scheduling the patients. I just had to show up. And um, I had my own health crash in the midst of it after baby number two, where my adrenals and thyroid crashed because I was overdoing it. Type A personality, got to do, keep all the balls juggling, not ask for help, not set boundaries. And so I had to go through my own journey of going, this is not working. I was tired. My body hurt. I didn't want to be touched. Um, and so along the journey of really doing the deep dive with functional medicine and healing my thyroid and adrenals and then working in the functional medicine practice, there was still this piece where I was like, no, deep inside, I still have that entrepreneurial spirit and I don't want to be tied to just, you know, 20 minute visits, assembly line, um, and so then I launched online in 2018 to be able to, you know, break the boundaries of geography, work with women anywhere in the world. And so then that's when you ask about packaging and, and creating an offer um, that took on a totally new form. And now I look back, I'm like, holy macaroni. I'll be honest, it felt like a freight train. It grew so fast. I had a course and then program and launched a podcast and crossed over a million dollars gross in three years. It was just like, and team and coaches and, and it was fun and it was exciting, but it also was still overwhelming. And so now there's, I feel like I'm in this new chapter of, okay, where can I bring back breath? Where can I recalibrate and allow a rebirth, a reinvention, so to speak, of what I created three years ago? I'm not the same person. And so I'm back in the space of who is it that I really want to speak to and support, right? How do I want to convey what I do, how I do it? And so I think the, the question around packaging and launching, it's an ever-evolving thing. I think we get to revisit it every year. Do market research again. What are, what are my ideal clients actually asking for? And what inspires me? Yeah. That's a beautiful answer. And I think that ending on what inspires me is really, you know, kind of taps into our gifts because usually what inspires you taps into things that you do naturally well. And so I love, I love ending on that. And I just, I mean, if you could go back and tell yourself, like, I think many people come into the community, listen to the podcast and I'm like, I'm on the edge of the pool. I want to jump in the water. I have the right bathing suit. I've been doing all the work. Oh, but I need another nugget of insight. So, I mean, what would you share with people that are on the edge of the pool? Like really kind of saying, 
I'm doing this off the side of my desk, but I want to make this into a practice, yes. whether it's full-time or part-time, it really doesn't matter. What, what do yeah. you wish you could tell yourself at that moment? Or what would you share with people that are at that moment? Totally. Messy can make millions. Messy can make millions. We do not have to be perfect. And we either win or learn. There is no failure here. But sometimes we simply need to make the dive. You use the example of a pool and it is painful to go down the steps one step at a time. And then, you know, the cold water's up to my belly and just to my belly button. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do it. Versus if I just jump in and my body's submerged, the temperature change doesn't feel so sh shocking and I'm good to go. And, you know, I, what, what I know is if we subdue it, if we push it down, our voice, our desires, our feelings, our sexuality, our innate intuitive selves, clairvoyant selves, whatever it may be, as when we continue to push that down, what I see is women's thyroid crashes, their adrenals crash, they end up with depression, anxiety, cancer, divorce, I mean, all the yucky stuff because it's out of balance. We're not allowing our true nature to be expressed because we're afraid. Change is the thing that it makes sense. It is an onslaught to our nervous system. Change is the most unsafe thing that we can do. And yet to stay in a space where we're not feeling fully expressed because we're afraid of change is also a really unhealthy place to be. And what I know, my husband is a physical therapist and he, he, we always say he works with the oldest of the old and the wisest of the wise in, when they're crossing over on, into the death side. And I have been in the world of bringing people in. Now, he had a lot of conversations with the aunties and uncles in their 80s, 90s, 100s saying, what, you know, what, if you could look back, what would you change? What are your regrets? Nobody regrets the things they did. They regret the things that they didn't do. And so we get to ask ourselves, what is the stumbling block? What are we so afraid of? Okay, so what if it works? What if we learn? What if there's some stumbling blocks? Awesome. And we perpetually just recalibrate. Like I know right now while I'm in this chapter of recalibration, to rebuild up to what I had already created will be like that because I've already been there before. And I get to take a new leap and a new jump. But if I deny it, mm -mm, I don't think that's living. Mm -mm. They say one with their health has one dream. No, one without their health has one dream. One with their health has many. And I think when we honor our desires, we allow passion to be expressed and we stop pushing it down. We maintain our health and we get to continue to dream lots of dreams, big dreams, and they get bigger. Well, many of you may be listening to this on the podcast, but if you could see Mariah's face, she is all lit up and <laughs> It is no accident because I believe that she is a light worker and she's not only a messenger, but she is a guide. 
for so many people that are sitting on the edge of the pool that are thinking about going in. And so as we thought about the title and midwifing the chapter of change, I think many women are embarking on their chapter change. Some are resisting it. Some have stepped in, but not fully. And some are just deciding like how, how. So tell us how your business helps these women. Yep. And I do want to add in, we're recording this right now, early September, 2023. I don't know about you, JJ, but I feel like there's a collective energetic shift that's happening where there's this, there is a fierceness that's coming out and a desire across lots of different circles of life, wanting this reimagination, wanting a reinvention, wanting a rebirth. I think the time is really spectacular for those of us that are willing um, and daring enough to do the leap. Um, regarding where people can find me and what's the work that I do, I've got a lot of various ways that women can come into my space. There's a membership and self-paced courses. I have a year-long program. I host women's retreats. And it's really a deep dive into coming alive. Like, let's turn the lights back on so that you can feel energized. You don't have to feel so disappointed in the medical system that's wronged you, right? We can continue to talk with our girlfriends about what they're doing, but also have a safe place where we take the hat off of trying to figure out what in the heck is going on and bring in professionals that are trained and credentialed and can wear that hat for you. And so depending on what route you come in, generally it just starts, you just fill out the application. I'll make sure JJ has the link. You just apply for a call. You can just go to mariahbrown.com and click on get started. You apply for a call and then either me or one of my team members will be there to hop on a call with you. And we just co-create a personalized package. It's very intimate. It's very personalized. And I have a team of master coaches. So there's a mindset coach, a trauma release specialist, a sexologist, and a dietitian. And then I'm ordering functional tests. We have all sorts of guest speakers that come in and um, we get to give you the handholding based on what you love. Do you like self-paced? Do you like group dynamics? Do you want one-on-one? Do you want in-person? Do you like virtual? And my clients live all over the world from Australia to the Caribbean, all over Canada, the US. And so we get to just meet you where you're at and co-create something for your specific desire. Um, So you can follow me in all the spaces. It's M-A-R-A-Y-A. So Mariah Brown, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Podcast is called The Women's Vibrancy Code. But more than anything, just start with, grab the link in the show notes, fill out the application, or go to mariahbrown.com and click on Get Started. And That's amazing. We'll create That's amazing. Yeah, and we'll include all those. And I think you're so inspiring for both types of women, right? The one woman that's really looking to dive into the next and figuring out how to do that with, with you and your team. What I love about it is that you don't think small, you go big, right? You have a team of people around you, not only supporting you, but also working with you. And I think a lot of times, so many practitioners are doing it alone. So I love the collaboration and the opportunity to create 
a space, but also have resources that help you. Because holding space for people, as many of us know, it's a lot of work and collaboration is such a key component so that you can keep the duration of your self-health, of your engine that's shining so light for people, so bright for other people. So I love having you on the show. I love kicking this off with you. And uh, I will definitely include all the links. And I hope you guys will check her out on YouTube because her energy, but more importantly, her light is brilliant. So thank you so much, Mariah, for joining me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at togetherweseek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there. Thank you.